have a word of prayer before we look into the Word of God this morning. And before we do that, I want to ask you to think about where you are this morning in your walk with God and what's going on in your life and the circumstances that kind of surround your week. And for every one of us that's in this room, that's different. And your week has looked very different. And so as we spend a moment in prayer, I'm going to start by just being quiet for a moment. And maybe you need to go to God and It might be the first time this week for you that you've actually stopped and been still with God for a moment and said, hey, I'm here and I need to hear from you. And maybe there's some stuff that's just been a little out of place with you and God this week. And I'd ask that you just take a moment to get that kind of put back where it belongs. And we want the Spirit of God to be able to speak with us. And the Word of God and the Spirit of God only does that when we allow our heart to be open to Him. And often we run full steam ahead and we don't stop and put things back in the order that God needs them. And so, as I prepare to pray this morning, would you take a moment and would you do that with God? Father, we know that it is your desire to meet with us. We know that you are present. There's no question about that. And we're also very aware because of Scripture that it's us that breaks that relationship, not you. So, Father, we pray that you would be pleased to speak to our hearts, to draw us in our relationship with you. We also know because of Scripture that your Holy Spirit indwells those who have accepted your Son, Jesus Christ, and you live in us. And your Spirit wants to draw us to you. I pray that we would be willing to bend our knee and humble ourselves to the ministry of your spirit in our hearts and our lives. Father, I pray that your word would be able to to be seeded in us, that it would take root, that it would grow, and that it would make us more like your son, Jesus Christ. And because of that, we would make a difference for your kingdom in the town that we live in. And so in the next few moments, as we open your word, 
We pray that you would have control. Knit our hearts with yours. We'll praise you for what you do in and through us by your spirit. In your name we pray, amen. We've been taking a journey through the book of John and we come to a a part of John and some verses this morning that actually are some of my favorite when we're we're coming into the, actually the, the next little short section is my favorite part of the book of John. And this is the beginning of it. And uh, it's my favorite because of some pictures that it paints. And I love the pictures that it paints. And I love what it does to my own spirit and my own soul and my own heart. And so this morning, as we wander down this little, these few verses, we're not going to try to get really far. And I'm not going to try to unpack this all the way because there's so much information in this, this little section, I told Mike, I was re- been reading through it and reading through it, and, and we always are, are kind of comparing what we're getting ready to teach, and I said, I, I've got to just take a little piece of this, because there's just so much, we'd be here till tonight, and I know you wouldn't appreciate missing your meals uh, to listen to me, so I'm going to take one little section of this uh, this morning, and that's it. If you want to put a title on this, I would say this, the Holy Spirit and you. The Holy Spirit and you. And what Jesus is going to do in these next few verses is he's going to paint a picture of the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life. What Jesus, what God the Father and what Jesus Christ want to see happen in you through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Now, whenever I say the Holy Spirit or I talk about the ministry of the Holy Spirit... I know a couple of things about a, a, a group this size, okay? I know this, that in this room, there are probably a lot of different views of the ministry of the Holy Spirit, okay? I understand that. I bet that in this room, there are some views of the ministry of the Holy Spirit that are, are wildly off base. I don't doubt that at all. I bet that there are, if I were a betting man, I bet that there are some views of the Holy Spirit in this room that are also way too conservative and way too narrow. I believe that. But I believe that the Spirit of God has a a very distinct role and a very distinct ministry. And in the passage that we're going to talk about this morning, Jesus begins to paint some of the roles of the Holy Spirit, and he does it very clearly in this passage. Now, these are not all of the roles of the Holy Spirit. That's not where I'm going this morning. I want you to understand some of the roles, and these are the ones that Jesus describes to his disciples. Remember, we've been leading up to the fact that Jesus is dying on the cross, which we celebrated a couple weeks ago, and then he's going to be raised back to life. He's going to defeat death. He's going to defeat hell, and he's going to be raised back to life. And in doing so, he's going to go and he's going to live with the Father. And he gives us these words. He says, I'm going to go and I'm going to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. And so he's, he's coming to his disciples at this point. And he says, look, I want you to understand that I'm getting ready to leave. I've done what was assigned to me and I'm getting ready to leave. And when I leave, I want you to understand that I'm not leaving you all alone. And that's where we pick this up in John 16. 
is Jesus is getting ready to describe something to his disciples so that they understand that they're not by themselves in doing what he's about to ask them to do. You ever been there where you felt all alone? You had a job, you had something that you were supposed to accomplish, and, and somebody gives you kind of a, a, a mandate or something, and, and they say, hey, this is yours, go ahead and do it, and then they just leave you, and you feel all alone, and you're like, how in the world am I supposed to do this? That happens to us. But Jesus doesn't do that to his disciples, and he doesn't do it to you and I either. He sets something up for us that he says, look, I'm going to tell you what it is that you're going to be all about, what I was all about, what I wanted from you, but then I'm going to give you all of the opportunity that you need to perform it, and I'm going to give you the power and a person who's going to walk you through it. And that's what he's going to describe in the next few verses. So we're going to talk a little bit about how Jesus understands the ministry of the Holy Spirit, because I think that's a pretty good start point, don't you? If Jesus thinks it's right, and Jesus understands what the Father had for the Holy Spirit, do you think that's a great starting point? Okay, nobody does. So I guess I might as well be done. You guys are dead. What happened? Look, just because it's snowing and it's freezing in the spring doesn't mean you can be not here, okay? I'm here. Be with me. Do you think... Because Jesus says it, do you think it's a good place to start? Oh, please, five of you. Okay. Let me give you a phrase, and then I'm going to jump into this, whether you come with me or not. The presence of the Holy Spirit in me reveals Jesus to me and reveals Jesus to others through me. Let me say it one more time. I know it's on the screen, but the presence of the Holy Spirit in me reveals Jesus to me and reveals Jesus to others through me. Catch that? I want you to say it with me, okay? Because you guys were not with me and I don't want you falling asleep, so I want you to say it with me. Go, ready? Here we go. The presence of the Holy Spirit in me reveals Jesus to me and reveals Jesus to others through me. If you had a pen, take a moment, write that down because everything that we're going to talk about in the next few minutes leads you to that. Okay? Everything that Jesus has to say, yeah, Peter's got it. He's taking a picture. Good job. A lot of you got phones. You can take a picture and that way you can read it. It's cool. Okay? I'm all right with that. Just don't take pictures of me. Everything that Jesus is going to talk about in this passage, he's going to talk about what the Spirit's job or role is in us. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, let's set this straight right now. Scripture says this, that the moment you understand that you are a sinner in need of a Savior, Jesus Christ, who went to the cross and paid the price for your sin, the moment that you understand that and you yield to that, the Scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit indwells or lives in us that becomes his home now that means that we don't if if you're a believer in jesus christ you don't need to ask for the presence of the holy spirit you already have it he's already there if you're a believer in jesus christ and a corporate body of believers come together to worship you don't need to ask for the holy spirit to show up he already did 
Because you walked in the room as a believer, he is there. Now, you may have to ask that you would yield to the Holy Spirit. You may have to ask that you would say yes to the Holy Spirit. You may have to ask that you would get rid of whatever sin is in your life that stops you from hearing from the Holy Spirit. But you don't need to ask for his presence because he's already there. You got it? He's already there. So then we're going to talk about the why. So let's do that. John chapter 16, if you have your Bible, I want to start in verse 7. And verse 7 is the promise. This is the promise from Jesus to us. It says this, Nevertheless, I am telling you the truth. And Jesus always does that. It is for your benefit that I go away. Now, I can believe that those disciples who are sitting there are saying, no, Jesus, that is not true. I don't believe you. And that's why Jesus says, I am telling you the truth, okay? It's because they've just spent three years with Jesus Christ. They've eaten with him. They've hung out with him. They have heard him tell stories about God, the Father. They have watched him do miracles. They've been part of the miracles. They have done some of the miracles themselves. They have seen Jesus Christ do incredible things in all kinds of people's lives. There's been massive groups of people who have shown up and been part of that. There's been 20,000 at one time that all sat together and Jesus fed them with just a little bit of food. And it was a cool experience and they were expecting the kingdom of God to come and Jesus was going to be the ruler. And Jesus looks at him and says, I tell you the truth, it's a really good thing that I leave. You're like, no, it's not. And he's like, yeah, it is. And look what he says next. Not only that I leave, he says, because if I don't go away, the counselor will not come to you. If I go, I will send him to you. Now, I'm sure that they were sitting there and going, what in the world does that mean? What do you mean, the counselor? And Jesus knows that in order for the plan of the Father to work out, that there are things that have to happen in a certain way, and he knows that this is one of those events that have to happen. I need to leave, and I need to send someone else who will guide you and direct you and lead you the way that you ought to go. And I know that they had a problem. And their problem was the same as our problem. Our understanding is limited. It's small. It's narrow. And their understanding was limited and small and narrow. And we see a world through our own eyes the way we see it, the events that we think are happening, the way we think it's going on. And we look at all of our life that way when God is in heaven looking at it going, oh, no, buddy, I got a wider view than you do, and I have a plan that's way bigger than you are. Trust me. And that's what Jesus is saying in the middle of this to the disciples. He's like, hey, I need you to understand this is a lot bigger than you are. It's a lot bigger than what you think. If you jump back, he explains it. Let me go back to chapter 15, verse 26, if you'll allow me. When the counselor comes, the one I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will, what's it say? Testify about who? Who's that? Jesus. Jesus is looking at these disciples and says, look, you think you understand me now? You think you know who I am? You think you know what I'm about? But I'm going to send one, the counselor, the one who is just like me. That's what that means. The one who is the same in power as me. And I'm going to send him to you. And when he comes to you, he's going to testify and he's going to clear up a whole bunch of stuff that you thought you knew about me, but you really don't. That's what he's saying. He's saying, look, as long as I'm physically present with you, you're not going to get it. 
But if I go away because it's the plan of the Father and I leave and I send the Holy Spirit who will now indwell in you as individuals, he will live inside of you as individuals, he will explain to you who I am. And you will get a picture of me that you can't get any other way. Guess what? He's saying the same thing to you. He's saying, look, you want to understand who Jesus is, then allow the Holy Spirit to testify to you who Jesus is. Allow him to speak to you. Allow him to touch your spirit and show you who Jesus is and what Jesus is all about. He would come and live in them. The purpose of it was to show them who Jesus was was and is. First, Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22 says this, that the Holy Spirit comes and places a seal on our hearts. And that seal gives us the understanding and the picture and the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is in us, to us, through us, the work that he wants to do inside of us. And that's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And that's what Jesus was promising to the disciples and to you and I that the Holy Spirit would come and help us better better understand who Jesus Christ is. The point of sending the Holy Spirit is that he's coming directly from the Father with the job and ability to reinforce and keep us clear on who Jesus is. See, here's our problem, guys. And it happens to all of us. We come to understand our need for Jesus Christ and we accept Jesus Christ and we get a new life in Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit comes and lives in us, and then we start living life. And the reason I had you stop this morning before I prayed and said, look, I need you to stop for a minute, and this may be the first time this week that you actually said yes to God, and you, you, you slowed down long enough to hear from God. It's because here's what happens in our life. We start living life. We end up on screech. We start doing all the stuff that we've got to do, and we form our own little picture of who Christ is in us. We form our own little picture of what we think Jesus thinks about us. We form our own little picture of how Jesus loves and how he doesn't love. We form our own little picture of what Jesus thinks is cool and what Jesus doesn't think is cool. We don't back it up with scripture. We don't check it out with the word of God. We just form a picture in our mind and say, hey, God's got this one. I know that's what he likes. And really, we don't. And Jesus says, look, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you so that he can strive and testify with your heart and your spirit to point you toward who Jesus really is. Do you know who Jesus really is? Oh, don't answer too quick. Because often our answer is, yeah, he forgave me. But that's not all that there is about Jesus Christ. There's a lot more. And the ministry of the Holy Spirit is reinforcing in me who Christ is, what he's about, what his purpose is. The Holy Spirit will help us better understand Jesus. Verse 12, we can't stop there. Jump down to chapter 16, verse 12. I still have many things to tell you, but you can't bear to hear them now. I read that phrase and I thought of the poor disciples because this is where my brain goes. I'm like, wow, wouldn't that be hard? The guy you've hung out with and you think the world of who looks at you and says, hey, Ben, I got a lot more to tell you, but you're not smart enough to understand it yet. 
I mean, that's kind of what he's saying, right? But you're not there. You can't understand this yet. And then as I read that and reread it, I realized he's not just saying that to the disciples. Glenn? Yeah. He's saying it to you and I, right? If you're a Christ follower, he's saying it to you. I have so much more to teach you that you can't figure out on your own. And even if I were to tell you, he's telling the disciples, you wouldn't get the full picture yet. You wouldn't get it. And this is what I love about this verse because look at the verse. He says, when the, Holy, when the Spirit of truth comes, look at this, he will guide you into all truth. I love this because Jesus looks at us and he says, look, I've sent one who comes from the Father. He's part of the Godhead who comes because I know that you can't understand it all on your own. But if I send the Holy Spirit to you, he will begin to make clear in your heart and your life the stuff you don't get. But I can, I can give it to you. I can help you to understand it. I can make it real to you through the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life. He's saying that to us. Jesus knows our limits. He knows what we can handle one thing at a time. He knows how limited our understanding really is. And he knows the time and the process it takes for him to clear up stuff in our life. And he uses the Holy Spirit in our hearts and our life to do that. You ever read a passage of scripture and go, yeah, I got that. And then two years later, you read it again and you go, wow, I don't remember that being there. And two years later, you read it again and you go, really? That's what that's about? That's called the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life. The Holy Spirit takes where you are and he says, hey, you can know this much because that's where you are right now. It's where your heart is. It's where your life is. And I'll reveal this much to you right now. And then as you grow and you mature, the Holy Spirit goes, hey, guess what? They're ready for this. I'm going to prompt them to go back and read that passage again. And so you pick up the Bible and the Holy Spirit goes, hey, would you read that again? And you read it. And all of a sudden you go, oh, oh, that's what he's talking about. That's the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your heart and mind. That's what God wants to do. He wants to reveal truth to us. But notice the next part of that verse. He says he wants to, what's the word? Do you remember? Do you see it there? He wants to, anybody got it? Guide, you got it. He wants to guide us. You know the purpose of a guide? A guide leads you somewhere you haven't been, right? Now, guys, I know most of you, you don't ever need a guide. All right, you don't think you do, but you do. A guide is someone, and here, guys, just so you understand, here's the little secret. If you don't think you need a guide, you're missing out, okay? Because a guide leads you to things you didn't know were there. Usually, they're pretty exciting. Usually, they're pretty amazing. They're local things that you didn't know exist. One of my favorite things to do when I'm away on conferences or I'm away somewhere uh, that, that I'm not typically is we, we do this from time to time. I'll stop on a corner of somebody directing traffic, okay? And I'll roll down the window and I'll say, hey, where's a really good place to eat? Because guess what? They're going to tell me the local good spot. Not the chain junk that you can get wherever, okay? But the local good spot. And, and, the, and one of the times I did that, I love, I love barbecue, southern barbecue. 
And we were in Florida, and there was a conference, and, and, and we were all looking for somewhere good to eat. And we, we pulled over, and we asked the guy. Mike remembers. We asked the guy. rolled down the window. asked the guy, hey, where's a good place? And he told us a place. And when we drove there, we didn't know if we should get out. <laughs> it was that good. And when we walked in, we weren't sure if we should sit down or eat anything that was being cooked. <laughs> it was, but I tell you what, it was good. It was really good. There was a buddy of mine when I was in pastoring in Pekin, Illinois, who, there was a bunch of us that were somewhat alike in terms of food, and he would take me to the best places in central Illinois to eat. And most of you wouldn't go in them. Most of you wouldn't go near them because of how they looked on the outside. The burger barge. Literally is a barge on the Illinois River. And you go in and you watch the guy sweating over the grill. It's just delicious. (laughs) He makes the best burgers with the weirdest combination of burgers. But they are so good. I'm sure the sweat helps. I'm not sure, but it's so delicious. But here's the thing, guys. Without a guide, I wouldn't know about that. A guide leads me to places that I wouldn't find on my own and I wouldn't know about them. And I may be afraid to go in them. When I was in South America, we were looking for Guadani-speaking people. And one of the first things that we learned was that we needed a guide, a Guadani-speaking guide. And without him, we would pull in to a tribe that they knew existed, but it wasn't mapped out, and we would pull in. And if we got off the bikes first and started to talk, they would disappear out of the tribe. They're just gone. But if he got off the bike, and he went, and he started speaking to them, they would all crowd around. And they would give us an audience, and we would have the ability to speak to them. Why? Because there was a guide who knew. He knew the culture, the customs. He knew how to say yes. He knew how to say everything that he needed to say to that group of people because he was the guide. He was from there. That's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit takes us to places that we cannot go on our own with God. He leads us to the Father. He leads us to Jesus Christ. He guides us because we don't even know how to speak to God. And the Holy Spirit does it on our behalf. That's the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life. He guides us to know who he is, and he will guide us into, Scripture says this, all truth. He will guide us into the truth. Well, what is the truth? Well, it's that the Father has a plan for humanity. It's that Jesus loves you uh, every bit for who you are and what goes on in your life. He will never change his love for you. He will continue to love you through all eternity. That it's possible for you to have a relationship with the creator of the universe. That you are not alone. That you are made and designed for a purpose. That you are created and crafted in the image of God by the Heavenly Father who loves you very much. That's the truth that the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to your heart. He wants you to guide, guide you so you can understand that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And whoever comes to him will have life. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to lead you to know and understand. He's your guide. 
Romans chapter 8, verse 16 says this, that the Spirit himself testifies together with our spirit that we are God's children. And if children also heir, heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs of Jesus Christ, you belong in the family. And the Spirit of God wants to testify that in your spirit so you understand who you are, that you belong. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I mean, chapter 2, verses 10 through 12. Let me read this to you because it helps you to understand even more how the Spirit works this out. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 10 to 12 say this, Now God has revealed these things by, to us by the Spirit. Since the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God, for who knows a person's thoughts except for his Spirit with him, in him? Now listen to this. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God, say it with me, except how? except through the Spirit of God. Now we have not received a spirit of the world, but the Spirit who comes from God, so that we may understand what is freely given to us by God. Stop and think about this. You cannot understand God without who? The Spirit of God. And Jesus looked at us and said, you need the Spirit of God because I want you to understand who God the Father is. I want you to understand who I am. I want you to get a picture of me that's real and right. And the only way it could happen is through the ministry of the Spirit of God in your heart and in your life. The Spirit of God helps you understand who God is and gives you a picture of God in your life. Verse 13 of of John chapter 16 says this, And I like this. He says this. I got to find it. I got all wound up. When the spirit of truth comes forth, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own, but he will speak whatever he hears. He will also declare to you what is to come. He will speak what he hears. He doesn't make stuff up. He doesn't come to you and say, hey, Mike, you're a good guy. I've been watching you. You're doing fine. He speaks what he knows from the Father and from Jesus. And so anything that the Spirit of God speaks to your heart, guess where it comes from? God the Father. If the Spirit is saying to us, you're a child of God, you're a co-heir with Jesus Christ, guess where he gets that? From God the Father. You've been adopted into the family of God. Where does he get that? From God the Father. He doesn't make any of it up. He's in harmony with the Trinity, with God the Father and with Jesus Christ. And so let me tell you something else about that. If you say that the Spirit of God is leading you to do something and it's contrary to the Word of God, guess what? It's not the Spirit of God that's leading you to do that. Because the Spirit of God is always in harmony with God the Father, with God the Son, and with the Word of God because it's spoken through Jesus Christ and through the Holy Spirit himself. You want to know what the Spirit of God is telling you or how the Spirit of God is speaking to you? Read the Word of God. It will reveal it. The Spirit of God will always lead you to the Word of God. That's who he is. And he's in harmony with the Godhead. If you look at the end of this in verse 14, I want to read it to you. John chapter 16, verse 14. He will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything the Father has is mine. This is why I told you that he takes from what is mine and will declare it to you. Verse 14, he will glorify who? Who's he going to glorify? Jesus. Here's the thing, guys. The Spirit of God living in you will always point you to Jesus Christ. 
always. Get it? The Spirit of God living in you will always point you where? To Jesus Christ. If you feel like the Spirit of God is pointing you to you, you got a problem. It's not the Spirit of God. If you feel like the Spirit of God is pointing you to follow a person, you got a problem. It's not the Spirit of God because the Spirit of God will always point you to bring glory and honor and know who Jesus Christ is. That's where the Spirit of God will point you because the Godhead is always in harmony. They're always together. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit lives in you. He is real. He makes his home in you. And the presence of the Holy Spirit in me is to reveal Jesus to me and to reveal Jesus to others through me. Let me say it again. The presence of the Holy Spirit in me is to reveal Jesus to me and to reveal Jesus to others through me. Let me ask you this question and I'm done. Has it been your practice as a Christ file to use the Holy Spirit for your own benefits or to glorify Jesus Christ? Say, Tim, what do you mean? Well, has it been your practice to look at the Holy Spirit in your life and say, hey, look, all the riches of God are mine and they're in the Holy Spirit and God used those through the Holy Spirit in my life to show people just how great I am. Now, you might not say it that way, but it's how we live out life, right? Or have you been saying to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, would you use my life to reveal Jesus Christ? in me and to the people I live life with. I pray that's what's going on. Hey, guys, if you're following Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, God himself lives in you. And he wants to reveal his son, Jesus Christ, to you so that you, in turn, can reveal Jesus Christ to the people you live life with. Father, Use your spirit to reveal your son in us. That's your promise. That's what you said. So that we would bring glory to your son, Jesus Christ, in your name. Amen. Father, it's my prayer this morning that we would yield to the Holy Spirit who dwells within us. If we're believers here, God, would you, would you draw us to the place where we would allow the spirit of God to reveal your truth, to guide us to your son, Jesus Christ, to perform in us the work that you've designed for us. Help us to say yes to your spirit. God, thanks so much for sending the spirit of God to guide and direct and to minister to us and through us. May Jesus Christ be glorified because of the work of the spirit in us. In your precious name we pray, amen. Thanks, have a great week.